cool. Um, so the, I guess the last couple of weeks we've been looking at uh, the, the subject of deliverance. And I, I, I don't know about you, it's, it's, it's been a brilliant series. Um, I've learned a lot. Um, some, some lies which I've believed um, have really been broken. Um, so I'm just really grateful for that, for the series that we were in. Uh, we're now, uh, I, I guess, moving into a, a new series. And it's a series where we're going to be talking about prayer. Um, as my mom said, prayer is the key. It's the master key. Do you know what I mean? Jesus started with prayer and he ended with prayer. So um, for the next four weeks, just before Easter, um, we're going to be having a look at uh, prayer, um, what it is, and then I guess um, some different aspects of prayer um, for us to think about. I guess um, the, the, the goal for us um, or our heart for, for this next series is that we will be a people of prayer. Do you know what I mean? We want to ensure that after this four weeks that we are a people who know, yeah, we are called to pray and it's something for us to really press into and be regarded as a people of prayer. Um, so that's, I guess, that's definitely one of my intentions um, as part of this new series that we're going into. Um, I don't really have a title for today, but I'm hoping that as I possibly start preaching, um, a title might come to me. But yeah, let's get into the main scripture, uh, Matthew 6, um, and we're going to read from verse uh, 2 all the way to verse 8. So that's Matthew 6 from verse 2 to 8. Thus when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that you your giving may be in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you go pray, in, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father, who sees in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard from their many words. Do not be like them, for, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Amariah. Um, and as we know, um, if, if, if we were to carry on reading, it would lead um, into the Lord's Prayer, but we're, we're, we're not going to look at that um, today. Um, I guess I, I kind of wanted to really uh, focus on the portion of Scripture between verse 5 and 8. Um, and I guess for me, first and foremost, um, when, I, when I think about prayer, I simply see it as communication between us and God. Do you know what I mean? At its, at, at its core, at its foundation, it's, it's us communicating with God and 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 not only us communicating with God, but Him communicating with us. Okay, so it's 
it's not a one-way street but it's like a conversation it's speaking to him and him and and the lord also speaking to us um and from this portion of scripture i feel that there's a couple of um parts about prayer which jesus really wanted his disciples to understand um and i want to kind of lay some of them out um shortly from verse five um he starts off by saying and when you pray and i really like that i think that's four words i really like those four words because it gives the sense that uh, uh that there's an expectation for us to pray he he didn't say if you get into a, a situation and you and you need to pray he didn't say on occasions when you pray he didn't say you might have to pray but what jesus said is when you pray which to me is a clear indication for us as believers that we are called to pray we're called to be a people of prayer and and the call to prayer isn't reserved for the few who we might call the prayer warriors right it's not reserved to the few who we deem as those who have great stamina in prayer but it's actually something which we're all called to walk in and we're all called um yeah we yeah it it's something which we're all called um to walk in um i really i really want to just read on the back of that luke 22 um verse 46 um that's luke 22 verse 46 which would okay and said to them why are you sleeping rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation amen 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 thank you um and as we know this is a a powerful scripture where we see uh jesus um he's praying um and actually the bible says that he was uh praying so hard or so earnestly uh, i should say that his sweat became like like like, like drops of um, blood and it's weird he goes to his the disciples and i i just love the way he addresses them he just says to them and i i i really want to make sure that i can uh read it as well um from chapter 22 verse 46 he says um and why are you sleeping rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation and I think I really love that scripture because I've recognized that sometimes prayer, even though we're called to do it, um, can sometimes feel quite a labor, sometimes be quite laborious. And sometimes we can find ourselves just, just being too tired to do it. I think about this scene. I think about the intensity of what is going on. Jesus is about to be crucified. He's going to the cross. He's telling these guys, stay awake with me, pray. Do you know what I mean? He's he's praying so earnestly that that his sweat is to, is looking like blood droplets coming down his face. And he returns and he sees them sleeping. And his response to them is, why are you sleeping? Rise and pray. Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray. And I I really see the scripture as a real big encouragement to us is sometimes 
uh, uh, we're not going to want to pray. Sometimes the, the feeling to pray won't be there. Sometimes the idea the feeling to maybe, you know, chill, sleep, you've had a long day, there's stuff on your mind, that feeling will be more overwhelming than the feeling of prayer. But what Christ is telling us here is, he's saying, rise and pray. Literally commanding yourself, get up and pray so that you don't enter into temptation. Again, that's a whole nother uh, preach, which we'll go into in the next couple of weeks. But, but the charge here for us as the, as, as the church and as followers of Christ is to be a people who rise and pray, who rise and pray, who make a decision to pray, who aren't waiting for the right conditions, for the right atmosphere, for the right sunlight, for the right energy levels, but actually regard prayer to such a um, height and depth that we command ourselves to rise and to pray. Let's get back into uh, Matthew chapter six. Um, I think the uh, second point that I, that I want to highlight um, is really in, yeah, from, from verse five to seven. And it says, and when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in synagogues at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will, re will reward you. And I think what I really like about that is it really illustrates to us that prayer, prayer is a deeply intimate act. It's a deeply intimate act and yeah, prayer is a deeply intimate act and it's not for show. It's not for show. Jesus really, um, he really illustrates, I guess, two types of people you could say. Um, and there's the one type and he speaks about the religious people uh, um, um, or, or just the hypocrites who are out on the street and, and they're praying to be noticed. They're praying so people might see them as, as men or women of God, i.e. the motivation for, for their prayer isn't communion with the Father. It isn't connecting with him, but their motivation is actually to be seen by others so that they might uh, um, affirm to them that they are men of God, that they are women of God, that they're important. But what Jesus is saying here is, no, 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 that's not what prayer is about. Yes, you might be called a man and woman of prayer, but what it's intrinsically about is going to your father who is in secret. Prayer, praying to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when I think about, you know, um, when I go to pray um, or, yeah, like when I go to pray, there's something about closing your door. 
there's something about being in the place where you're by yourself with God. And in my journey of prayer, I've recognized that really having that secret place, and Daniel's spoken about, you know, where's that place we meet with God? Really having that secret place where we're able to close the door, per se, and be with him affords us a space where we're able to be vulnerable to the Lord. Where we're able to come before him and not just say the things which, which Christians are meant to say in prayer. Like, like, but we're able to actually come before him and show him our hidden places. And show him the places which we can't show other people. I like what David says when he says, you know, search me, O Lord. And I believe that the searching, uh, uh, one of the ways or one of the contexts in, in which the Lord searches us is in our times of prayer, is, is in those times where we're in our rooms, when we shut the door and we pray to the Lord who is in secret. And we show him uh, um, our naked self and our vulnerable self. Um, Yeah. Prayer is a deeply intimate act. And it's not for sure. I want to read on. Um, on, on verse 7. And I, re I really, really like this bit. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask. One thing that I want to highlight from this uh, portion is, uh, and it's something which I've learned on my journey, is saying, and this is what Jesus is saying, he's saying, saying much words doesn't equal powerful prayer. It doesn't equal powerful prayer. Because, because you've used uh, New King James or King James language, come on, someone, in your prayer. Because you've, uh, um, and if you look at the original language where, where in verse 7 it speaks about empty, phrase, empty phrases, um, the, translate, the translation is, is, is the word babbling. Just babbling. Um, and another translation is the word stammer. And I have a stammer. And, where, and when you stammer, um, you're trying to get a word out, but there's all these other sounds which come out before that word. So saying one word takes longer. Um, and what Jesus is really saying, or one of the things that he's saying here is uh, 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 that, that when we believe that through our much words he will hear us we become just like the gentiles we become just like those who serve other gods and we're going to read the scripture which really helps us um, 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 uh, to really understand that and when i think about um you, you, you know vain speech and babbling words i think about prayer which is centered 
and which is um, um, yeah prayer which is all about a faith in self okay and the faith in self is if I can use the right combinations of words if I can say the most amount of words in this prayer then somehow he will listen to me I have to and and I'm really trying to emphasize it I I have to use loads and loads of words to ensure that he can hear me. It's almost like, like believing that through our words, we, we have to persuade the Lord to have favor on us. We have to persuade him to answer us. I need to find the right combination of words which will get him to be you know, persuaded to hear me and to answer me and to listen. Whereas I contrast that, uh, the, the vain babbling with, yeah, it's like saying that, yeah, that the Lord is hard of hearing. And I contrast that with, with a lifestyle of prayer. And when I think about a lifestyle of prayer, I think about prayer, which isn't about faith in self but it's about a prayer that is rooted in faith in God. Not only rooted in faith in God, but is rooted in an understanding of God's nature. I understanding of his nature. And, and I, 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 I really like what Hannah brought today because those are the things about, about his grace, about his mercy, which, which allow us to understand his nature. What what Josiah brought about us being sons and daughters and knowing that it's not by our own works, but it's by his. Those are the things which allow us to understand his nature. So when we pray, we're not trying to convince our God, but we're praying by faith because we know our God. Yeah, we're not trying to convince our God. We are praying because we know our God. I think about um, the uh, vain babbling. I guess it's a weird analogy, but um, I guess it helps me to understand um, this portion of scripture. I think about, you know, where maybe, you know, you want to start going to the gym or you want to make a, a change um, to a healthy lifestyle. Like, yeah, you know, like maybe like you want to start eating right, or maybe you want to start going, you know, to 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 the gym. There can be two types of people, really. There can be people who have a faith in the process, right? And know that as they walk in, you know, like as they go to the gym, slowly they will build and they will increase because they have a faith in the weights, right? And uh, uh, and they have a faith in the process. And there are others, and now, and I was this guy early on, who who almost uh, 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 want to cram everything in to that one session, in the hope that through that one session, all of their muscle hopes and dreams will come to pass, right? And I I use that to to really illustrate, I guess, or it's a way to think about what Jesus is talking about here when he speaks about those who use empty phrases. Um, it's like we're trying to cram everything into this one moment. 
we're just trying to say as many things as possible because like 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 summer's coming and we need to have the summer body. Do you know what I mean? So like we need to cram as many words as possible into this prayer to for us to get what we need. But Jesus says that that's just like that's just like the Gentiles. And I want to give an, an, a really good example of what that might look like. And it's in uh, the book of First Kings. I'm actually going to turn there as well. It's the book of First Kings, uh, chapter, uh, eight, chapter 18. Um, and we're reading from verse 27 to 29. And at noon, Elijah mocked them, saying, Cry aloud, for he is God. Either he is musing or he is relieving himself or he is on a journey or perhaps he is asleep and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their custom with swords and lances until the blood gushed out upon them. And as midday passed, they raved on until the time of the offering of the oblation. But there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention. Amen. 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 Um... It's definitely one of the scriptures that I, I love, um, and would definitely love to see that, that a DVD, as I like to say, when when I get to heaven. Um, but for me, this is a real big illustration of what it looks like, or when when we believe that through our many words, that our God will hear us. We see the idea, and I believe it's the prophet Sabel crying aloud, they're cutting themselves, they they are doing things which aren't centered on faith in their God or or centered in faith in God, but they are doing things centered on their ability to get their God's attention. It's it's performance-based. They think that if they cry aloud more, if they cut themselves more, if they scream more, then somehow their God will listen to them. And I just love what Elijah says to them, you know, is he asleep? Is he on a journey? Um, Is he relieving himself? Which I just think is a total mockery, um, actually. Um, And when I think about it, I also think that sometimes this mindset can creep into us when it comes to prayer. That we begin to pray in such a manner where we question, I wonder if God is relieving himself. I wonder like if he's gone afar. Like, I wonder if he's gone away somewhere. I wonder if he's asleep and he can't hear me. Like, what can I do to to to, to grab his attention? What like, like maybe if I just keep saying the same over and over in this like in this prayer session maybe that will grab his attention but Jesus tells us very clearly in the scripture to not be like those to to not be like those and I and I want to be very clear here um I thank God um that I've been raised and been to many different churches Many, many, many different churches. And I've been to churches where, 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 where we shout, where we, where we pray with our hands and the Lord answers us and the Lord hears our voice. And I've been to churches where 
where they don't do that and they uh, and they and they perhaps whisper and they perhaps uh, just talk and the Lord hears them and the Lord answers their prayers. And what I've noticed is that in both of their prayers, it wasn't about per se their form, but it was about their faith. It wasn't about their form. And so I'm I'm very clear, and I want us to be very clear about this. I'm that as a church, if you pray shouting, then pray shouting, knowing that your faith is in him, and that your uh, uh, and that the reason he's going to hear you isn't because you're shouting. If you're one who talks, then pray as one who talks, knowing that your faith isn't in the fact that you're talking in a low voice but your faith is in the fact that he is able and that you're a son and that you're a daughter and that he hears your voice. I, I, I just want to read one more scripture and it's first Peter chapter three, verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Thank you, bro. Thank you. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers, man. That's it. That's it. And it's like, when we're able to be a people that understand that when we pray, his ears are open to us. I believe that that is when prayer for me can become truly transformational. That is when I believe that we can go into our times of prayer when we shut our door and we commune with him. And we know that even though it feels like I'm talking to myself, even though it feels like I can't feel anything and, and it feels kind of dry, I know his ears are open to me. I know that... I don't need to do some certain things in order to feel like this prayer session is going well. And, I, and I'm saying all this because sometimes this happens to me when I'm in my prayer. And there's sometimes, and you know, people of God, I'm sure you can testify of this. There's sometimes when you're in your time of prayer and it's just easy. It's just easy. You just feel the glory of the Lord on you. Do you know what I mean? And you're binding and loosing and you're discerning. Do you know what I mean? And and you're just communing with him. And there's other times when it doesn't feel like that. It feels like you're talking to yourself. It feels like, oh snap, it's only been two minutes. Uh, there's nothing else to say here. But for me, those, those are the times where the Lord is saying, rise up and pray. Why? Because I'm in secret and I'm inviting you to come into the secret place because I want to reveal my secrets unto you. Why is he telling us to, to continue to pray? Because his ears are open to us. Why is he calling us to continue to pray? Because he wants us to understand that him answering us isn't due to our many words or our performances. Because we think that during those sessions where we're feeling his, his glory, that it's because we did something special in order for for his ears to be open to us, but actually no, his ears are open to the righteous. 
You don't have to feel anything in particularly when you're praying. But what you need to do is be there with him. Commune with him. Command yourself to be there. Chris Waller, um, um, a man of God that I listened to, um, had a quote. And he said, I, I, I'd like to propose that I'd like to propose to you that revelation is not the product of laborious study, but it is the fruit of friendship with God. And I, and I, and I really like that quote because I believe that prayer, prayer is, is so crucial when it comes to friendship with the Lord when it comes to revelation and 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 it's important that we understand that 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 thought that to me we like we can get knowledge and we can get you you know information but i believe that that like revelation is really about being in that secret place with the lord it's really about being there with him. Like, cause like we know that he doesn't share his secrets with servants, only his sons. So we know that when we're with him, he'll share those secrets with us. But as Christ says, or, or as, or as Paul said, um, sorry, as Christ said, we need to rise up and pray. We need to be people, um, who are motivated by the correct rewards when it, when it comes to prayer. Not the rewards of being labelled as a great prayer warrior or not the rewards of being able to tell our friends, yeah, man, like, I prayed like, like I, I had a three-hour session, man. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Because I will know whose reward you've been seeking by by the fruit that comes out of your time with the Lord. This is what Christ is also telling us in, in verse five and seven. He says, those who were on the streets uh, 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 praying so they could be noticed, Jesus says they already have their reward, which is the accolades of man, which is being noticed. But he tells us to not be like those, to be as people that go in the secret place, away from other people, silently knowing that that's the reward we want, that we are motivated by fellowship with the Father and not by applause and ratings of man. I, I know that, you know, many times, and I know Daniel will probably testify of this, how, how, how people can judge in the flesh um, your man of God status, your woman of God status. By, by perhaps your form in, in prayer or the length of your prayer. Um, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. Jesus is calling us into an intimate act with him that no one else needs to know about. That's what I love. 
It's about you and him being there together and communing together. Not just you talking to him and then ducking out, but actually knowing that, Lord, you is open to me. And in this time, I can talk to you and you can talk back to me. Or you can reveal things to me, whether it be via your scripture, whether it be by a picture in my head or just by an impression. We can conversate here in this secret place. And I guess this is where we are, we are wanting to uh, journey it, um, into in these next couple of weeks, really understanding prayer, really understanding that secret place and really understanding what is, what, what is made possible when we become a people of prayer, where we can be, as Jesus said, those who rise up and pray. Those who rise up and pray.